Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. So we thought we were off blog talk, then we were on blog talk, then we were off blog talk, now we're back on blog talk. So who knows? Who knows? Really? Seth and Charles Sports Radio here, backsportspage.com, and blog talk radio. So I just got back to Atlanta. It's, Seth will be joining in a couple of minutes. It is absolutely pouring out. A hundred degree day today. Driving a van for the last couple of days from New York to here. 13 hours on the road yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I'm worn out. I'm done. Um, COVID, all of this, going back to baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Who knows? I mean, really, who knows? Who knows where we're at here? We are struggling for content. We're, everybody's struggling for content, and everybody's struggling in general. And I have to tell you, the last couple of weeks, we took a break. We needed it. I think everybody needs a break now and again. And normally, Seth takes a couple of weeks off during the summer, and he was busy with the tax season. Who who thought tax season would be in July? But the tax season, and myself, well, I was just getting, I was getting apathetic about about everything. And here we are, we're July 21st, and we're no closer to getting back to our normal selves than we were, say, in May. And I think that's the most discouraging part. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. Again, it's just discouraging here. It's discouraging where you are. I'm happy. I'm not happy. I'm healthy. Employed. I'm getting through the day, as I'm sure you guys are as well. Uh, at least I'm hoping you are. I'm hoping that this hour that we do every week, except for the last two, gives you a little bit of respite, gives you a little bit of a distraction here that allows you to get through your week the same way that we do. And last week I drove up to New York. Uh, it took a couple of days to go up. Uh, my buddy Davis Sarah, thank you very much for putting me up on Wednesday, uh, on Wednesday night. Wow, it seems like a, three weeks already. Wednesday night, and then Thursday night I was at my brother's with my niece and my nephews, who I haven't seen in over six months. That's a long time for me. It's a long time for them. Six months when you're 10 years old, that's 5% of your life. So I haven't seen them for 5% of their lives. And my brother and I were having this conversation. We'll get to sports when Seth comes on. But we're having this conversation about how COVID is affecting our lives and how much different it would have been 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And where we are today compared to there. And 
kids have screens. We have screens. We're able to work, right? So, so go back 20 years ago. Nobody would be able to work remotely. But then again, would you know as much about the virus? Probably not because there was very little. Internet 20, 20 years ago was the start of the Internet. Uh, AOL was still very much in existence, as was AOL Instant Messenger. So maybe you're there, right? Maybe you're at that point. And then you go back 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I was 14 years old in middle school, right after my bar mitzvah, and there was no Internet. There was ICQ. There were chat boards. And nobody worked remote. I mean, the only people that work remote were salespeople because there was no office. But what would you have done then? Kids played together a lot more. There was no, there was no online gaming. What would kids be doing then? And then you go back 40 years ago, and how much different it would be then. And what I told my brother was very simple. I would probably be seeing my family every day. Because 40 years ago and 50 years ago, families lived closer together. Because of technology, because of where we're at, because of the availability of the Internet, the availability of Facebook, the availability of phones, we are able to diversify family life across the continent, in some cases across the globe, because you have the ability to speak or to, in some cases, visualize and, and see your family from across the globe. But 40 years ago, that wasn't the case, and more families stayed together. Within a, I grew up, my aunt was down the block, along with my cousins, seven, eight houses down. My grandmother, I could run to in an hour. I could drive to in 15 minutes. And there was very few day, very few weeks where I did not see my grandparents three or four days in that week. And I was one of the lucky ones, no question about it, that I had my grandparents. But it makes you appreciate some of the stuff that we have today and some of the, the affordability of technology that we have today. But at the same time, it, it also makes it how much does it suck that I am not able to see my niece and nephew, that – when I left them, wow, I don't even know what day it is. It's Tuesday. So when I left them Sunday, I had to sit down with my niece, who I had promised. And I'm, when I make promises, I keep them. It's my word is my bond, Jerry Maguire. My word is solid as oak. And I made a promise to my niece that I would see her every 60 days. And I haven't seen her in six months. And I had to sit down and say, Abby. This is just not going to work. We are not, I am not going to be able to come up within 60 days. I am going to need, it's going to take three or four months for me to return because I'm not going to get on a plane. I'm not going to be able to see them in the normal route. So I am going to have to take another car and drive back up and, you know what? That really does suck. I mean, I, I, I'll put it bluntly. It sucks. It sucks that I had to be five feet away from Seth when I visited on Sunday, and I couldn't give Jake or Morgan a hug. It sucks. I think we've all gotten to the point 
where we're now four months into this, and the hardest part, quite frankly, is that we don't know where the end is. And it sucks. And, Seth, give me some better news, because all I've been doing is beating the drum that it sucks. You just have to see your nieces and nephews. You just got to see your best friend and his kids. You're all, you, you are beloved at your firm. You host the best podcast on the radio. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to hear about shit sucking. No, I'm just, no, I'm saying this entire thing sucks. I'm not saying, I, I don't think it's, I said the last couple of weeks has sucked for me and it got better by me doing that. But having to explain it, it sucks because there's no end in sight. And I think that's the hardest part, is that we are at, a, a, we're not even at a precipice where we can say, in four months, this will be done, batten, batten down the hatches. I mean, when you got on a ship from Europe to the United States and, and the water was, was rocking and, and people were getting seasick and everybody was in the steerage, you could say, in a month, you'll be in the U.S. Like, suck up and deal. You got a month. I think the hardest part and the part that sucks the most, again, I'm using the word sucks, is that there is no time frame. We don't know where we're going to be. We don't know where we are today. And th- that's the same thing with sports is that we have a day. We have, look, August 1st, my brother Mitch, who you guys have talked to, who you guys have heard, and talked to numerous times on this show, is continually beating the drum. Sean, August 1st, we're going to have hockey. August 1st, we're going to have hockey. Now, to me, that's music to my ears, because August 1st is the playoffs for the Islanders, and they're playing at noon. There is no better thing for me, because I can watch it from home. This is tremendous. The problem is, I don't think there'll be hockey. (laughs) So it's going to suck. And the worst part is not that there won't be hockey, but I'm going to have to hear the disappointment of my brother. And that sucks. And that's what this all this whole thing is about. But anyway, so I was very happy to see you. I was very happy to see your family. Uh, your mom and dad look great. So happy to see them as well. And even if they didn't look great, I'd still be happy to see them. Uh, that sounds better. Fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And uh, Sean is sporting the Corona beard. I'm not sure how it long is. this is going to last. I'm not sure how, Although, how long this is going to last. According to, according to my wife, it's the best you've ever looked. Uh, yeah. I think she just wants to hide my face. <laughs> I think that's no, all it is. no, no. She may want to hide your Nazi hair. She made it, she 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 prefers the toned down version. Um, but now she thought you were good. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Or maybe thank she you. just and... gave me H, and the bar is not set very high anymore. <laughs> Dude, you impossible. still got height. I, I still I, I do have height, and height. I have some hair. You you can't no, you, you can't. can't teach height. It's the same thing. So. So welcome back to the land of the living. Now that your tax season is over for a month, 
until you go back to more taxes. <laughs> but um, you ever feel like you're on a perpetual cycle this year? It's like it's just never-ending yep. tax season? Pretty much. Um, I've been dealing with stress the last two days. Now, after tomorrow, it should be lighter. And, you know, it is what it is. I got Jake's fourth birthday on Thursday. And so that should be a good time. And, no, and it's, look, as, as I tell everybody, I have, I have nothing to complain about, although I do. I am in better shape than most. So as long as I can maintain the height and keep some of the hair, I'm good to go. So you're, you finished the Nabate Isles football team where we talked about it. And yeah. now you're, in, now you're entrenched in a baseball draft, which how many players are you, are you drafting like a full 25 man roster? 20-man roster. It's 20-man roster and 25 players, I think. It's absurd. Wait. So, 500 players. Yeah. Yeah. My math is right. Drafted, drafted since 1947. And it's, as far as I can tell, it's all based on war. So, I, you would have enjoyed it, to be perfectly honest. Like, okay, so... So you know how I would build a team, right? I mean, yeah. me building a team is a lot different than mo- I think is a lot different from most. I would build a team probably from the pitching staff, then go to a catcher, then probably a second base, then go up the middle, right? At least I think that there are more first basemen and outfielders than any other position. You can always DH somebody. Relievers are a dime a dozen. And – Short stops, okay, it's a shortstop. You can play it either if, – if I needed a shortstop, I could play it with a fielding shortstop like Dick Grote, or I could pl- who won an MVP, or I could play it with an offensive shortstop like Alex Rodriguez. So how did you formulate your – what was your um, what was your draft strategy? I followed yours to a degree. Um I did go mostly pitching, although my first pick was not pitching. Um, I had the fifth pick. The one was Mays. So just to give you an idea, for all intents and purposes, it's based on war and it's based on career war and then I guess how many years you played. So an average, it's like an average war times something and then career war. So – Okay. Which made it very difficult when it came to lefty pitchers. So what happens is you have, yes, they have 20 players. A five-man starting staff have to have two lefties and two righties. And then you have to have three relievers, one lefty and one righty. So right. I, it put me in a – I started off – I don't remember the exact, but I started off with A-Rod which I took with, like, the sixth pick because I wanted a shortstop or a second baseman. Clemens was already gone, and Warren Spahn was already gone. Because Warren Spahn being a lefty, the value is, is infinitely more because there's so few lefty pitchers. Not so few, but it's just there's not an enormous overload 
I want to say it went uh, Mays, Bonds, Clemens. Um, maybe Spahn was still there. I don't remember. Um, so I took A-Rod with the fifth or sixth pick. And then I went pitching. My staff is Robin Roberts, who not the um, the Good Morning America announcer, but the star pitcher for the 50s for the Phillies. And then I have I have the 20, like 15 all-star team. Verlander, I should say 2010 or 2011. Verlander, shoot. Um, Scherzer. Mark Gurley is my left, one of my lefties. And then and then I have, what do you, let's see, we have the 2015 New York infield of Teixeira, Cano, David Wright, and A-Rod. And I have Duke Snyder and I forget who my other out, Lance Berkman, and I'm forgetting who my other outfielder is. Surprisingly, Red, at the outfielders, there were not that many. I was surprised. There was a lot of them, but nothing. They went, the good ones went really quickly. There was a huge drop. Trying to find a second lefty pitcher. Oh, good God. It's, uh, it's, it's like, it's, so, so my lefty pitcher's off the top of my head. Uh, you could have picked Gidry. Um, Steve Carlton. I know he was gone. First round. I mean, the, the, Carl won the first round. These are, these are just guys I'm thinking of. Uh, lefty, you're right. Lefty pitchers are not the easiest things in the world to figure out. You're 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 100% correct on that. I mean, trying to think. Um, Jerry Kuzman, a lefty? He might have been. I mean, you got Koufax, right? Glavin. Yeah, gone in the first round. Gone in the second round. Gl- before me. Jimmy Key. He was a righty, actually. Cliff. Is he real? Cliff Lee? He may be a righty, too. God. Uh, Cliff Lee was a lefty, Chris, but he was gone. Chris Sale? Vida Blue? Johan Santana? Yep. He, he, he was, he was, I was trying to pick Santana. He missed him by two. He went two picks before me in, like, the sixth round, seventh round. Jacob DeGrom? Jake's, Jake's not a lefty. Well, he was. Nah, Jake's not a lefty. Jake's definitely not a lefty. But you're right. I mean, um, look, I, I just did a, a really quick search on left-handed pitchers, and there really aren't that many. You're hard. Most of them were before idea, 1947. Right. So my left, my second left-handed pitcher, Johnny Padres. That's how far back wow. I have to go. Best known for winning the 1955, I uh, believe, or 58 Game 7 for the World Series for the Yankees. Where was Johnny Potter? I think he pitched with Brooklyn also. So that that's where I had to go. Well, I mean, the problem is it's just everyone is, is using the baseball reference list and kind of going through it. So it's not fun. It's not. This is not as much fun for me. You know, football, I could use, you know, what I know. And I could use what I know to a degree on baseball also. But 
the problem is it's very hard to have a an objective draft. Who wins, who loses. So if you're using war, then you use the war list. And if you're using a war list to make a team, it's just not great. And then I would yeah. drop out before all- the NBA and the NHL draft for personal reasons, which Sean is aware of. So... Yeah, NBA would be more interesting, but I, be I because you're because you're only playing ten players at a time, right? So it's right. you're only drafting probably ten players, not forty five. I mean, wait. So your second lefty was Johnny Padres. Who are your bench players? I haven't gotten to them yet. You get three bench players, two, and I think one bench pitcher. So we're two bench pitchers, I guess. So I haven't gotten to them yet. So we're not done, but it's kind of funny. I get a text driving in the office. It's like 9:30. Hey, you're up, dude. I'm working. I need it. I got to drive to my office. I need 45 minutes. So, Wait, you mean you no, weren't given the 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 requisite nine hours that you were supposed to get? You were given two hours per pick between 8 a.m. and midnight. That is ridiculous. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will. Look, I committed to doing the draft, so I did, and then I then I am done with the website. So. Although I love Mbappe, I just can't. All right, so let's talk about stuff that we haven't talked about. Washington Redskins or not Washington Redskins and Daniel Snyder that is the question. or not Daniel Snyder. That is not the question. Daniel Snyder is not selling the team. So it is Daniel Snyder. You sure about that? Oh, yes. Daniel Snyder is not selling the team. And there is nothing that Goodell, this is not a Donald Sterling. There is nothing that they're going to do that can make Snyder sell the team. Okay. Is there, some, is there something you know that I don't? No. I mean, look, there have been reports about harassment and misconduct going on. Oh, and yeah. granted, right? So, no, my but question to you is... That, he was not accused of being part of it. No, He may agreed. have been aware... No, I agree, but it's my question is, do you think with all the pressure behind them changing the team, whether he will get out? Or is he, is he staying? No. You think he's staying? He's staying. I do. I think, this, okay. I think this is his legacy, and I think if you could actually see how he's portrayed, or I don't know, I wonder if he's Trumpian, and the fact of what his legacy actually is, that he's taking a once-proud franchise, a franchise that despised, but a once-proud franchise nonetheless, and made them the laughing stock of the NFL. Right. All right. That's what he's chosen to do. Yeah, and I, I think you're going to get to the point of whether – so, all right. So we have this this franchise, the Washington franchise, is obviously going to change their name, right? That that that's a done deal. And 
do you believe, first of all, do you believe that they should have changed their name? And then we get into the Braves and the Indians and in some ways the Texas Rangers who, who have a, a story behind a story. Where do you think this cancer culture ends or does it not? And all three or two of those three change. I don't think the rest of them are changing. Um, the Braves already said they will not change. The Indians may change the logo, but I don't see the, the the word Indian is not. I don't really see it as. Maybe I'm missing it. I don't see it as, as a cancel culture issue. It's not being used in a discriminatory way. It's not doing a tomahawk chop. It's not a brave, which kind of cuts it as cutthroat. I don't think so. The Rangers, I don't know the story, so I have no idea. Okay. So, all right. So the Braves have already said that they are not going to do the tomahawk chop anymore. They have said that that's, that's, gonna, that's gone. And part of that is the music that they play while, they, while the tomahawk chop is going on. Uh, the Indians, I don't believe, ever had the tomahawk chop. You have Florida State that does, which will be interesting to see whether that goes away. Although they believe that they are in the right and have, like, the Seminoles' approval. I mean, yeah, Florida you, State's you've not had... Touching it. Well, no, they they apparently haven't agreed. They, they've had these discussions with the Seminole tribe, and it's been yep. agreed upon. I, so I assume that if the Seminoles agree to it, no one else has the right to complain about it. Oh, really? That's the way that's going to work. No one else. <laughs> no one else should be complaining about it. Let me rephrase. Okay, that's a. That, that's a if you want to call in, ladies and gentlemen, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. If you have an idea for what you believe that the Washington franchise should be named, please give us a call as well. I love the name Red Tails. I love it. I like it, too. I think it's fantastic. I like it, too. I, th- I like the connotation. I like the Tuskegee Airman uh, reference. It is values the military, it values uh, culture, it, it values D.C. It, to me, that is, that is the one that you need to go with, right? And then you don't have to change the, the colors at all. You can keep the colors the same. You, all you got to do is add a damn tail to a, to a plane, and you have yourself a logo. I love it. I absolutely love it. You can even put a tail on a big R. And call it the Red Tails. I think it would look stupid, but you could do it. <laughs> well, I mean, right? I mean, you put the bat, the bottom end of the yeah. R, and you make that into a tail, and you got a red tail. Great, fantastic. Nobody loses. You don't even have to change. You don't even have to change the R on the helmet. I mean, that's the best nope. part. I mean, do it. Get it done. But um, I mean, most. Most uh, franchises that change names do it within a year. 
they have a year to market, a year to get the trademarks, a year to do everything. Yep. And the the for, team formerly known as I shouldn't even say that the Washington team, the Washington football team, like the New York football giants, the Washington football team, um, to be named later, uh, will be doing this with what four weeks? In a matter of a week. Preparation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see if it's just the Washington team this year. It might very well be. I mean, what else could go wrong? It's again, 2020. Why not Why not just call them the Washington team at this point? I get it. And tr- I, I have to tell you, so switching gears a little bit. So there has not been I – am, I am so impressed with the NBA. I didn't think this was going to work. And and anybody that listens to the show knows I didn't think this was going to work. I have a change of heart. I think this could work for the NBA. I'm not sure it works for the NFL. I don't think it will work for Major League Baseball. And hockey, I'm not exactly sure. But I think the NBA is going to pull this off. Why? What, after all these months, what changed your mind? So they're now in a bubble, right? And so far, not one person, they've been in, some of them have been in the bubble for three weeks, right? At this point. Some of them have been in that bubble. There has not been one case of coronavirus within the bubble since they started. Sure. Not one. That's why I think they could pull it off. Not one. They have a they have a a tip line for people that cheat that go outside the bubble, and people are calling it. Like other players, are people really now, calling? Are people really calling it? Well, a couple of people got caught through the tip line. Now I think that there's there's two ways to think about this. Hey, you're you are hurting us and hurting our our health, or I might be able to get that guy suspended so he doesn't play. Right? Competitive advantage. Yeah. I mean, you see LeBron James going out and getting food, which I don't think he would ever do, but let's say he he went past the bubble and somebody snitched on him and LeBron's out for 10 days, I think the Clippers would be very happy with that. Yeah. But are you excited I though? Think, are you No. Are you excited no, about not a, I'm excited about hockey. I'm really excited about hockey. And, and and maybe it's because it's an Islander thing and it's not a Nick thing. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the fact that my brother's excited so he's getting me excited. Maybe it's the fact that I haven't had sports in four months and just about anything would get me excited. I mean the basketball tournament got me excited. I mean, this is a bunch of guys that are playing for a million dollars, and they're, they're, I won't say washed up, but they haven't played professional basketball. And I mean, Eric Devendorf hadn't picked up a basketball in a professional environment in two years, and here he is dicing, to, um, uh, going through the key with, with ease. And I was rooting it on and getting angry. I mean, Maybe it's the fact that I just haven't had anything, but 
I'm not excited at all for baseball because maybe I'm tempering my excitement because I don't think it's going to work, but I'm not excited for baseball. I'm not excited for football. Like Malachi Becton, I think that's his name, Malachi Becton, the, the Jets first-round pick signed, signed his contract yesterday. My response was, oh, okay. <laughs> he ain't going to play anyway, so what's the difference if he signed his contract? Like, you could hold out. It ain't going to matter. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's the way I viewed the NFL. That's also the way I viewed Major League Baseball. For basketball, I don't have a horse in the race. So maybe that's why I'm not excited. But hockey, I cannot wait till August 1st. Like, just, just give me something. Give me one game. Let me get the juices maybe flowing that, again, please. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I'm not too excited. There's going to be no college football. I'm convinced of that. Right. Oh, there's definitely Pro not. Football, I think. I think college football will be in the spring, which will be a lot of fun for me okay. during busy season. So I'll take it for what it is. Except, um, except that you won't get a lot of the a lot of the players aren't going to play. It is what it is. I get it. If you're Agreed. Trevor Lawrence and you're the first pick in the draft you're not in playing. July or August, you're not, you may not play. Yeah. But the non-top 15 guys are going to play. Actually, I disagree with you. I do think most of them will. Because, again, you're talking about, like, the guys who sit out the, the bowl games. You're talking about the guys who are automatic first-round picks, automatic top 10 picks. But people, for people who are trying to get into the first round or trying to get into the second round, they're going I think they're going to play. So I'm not as concerned about that. Um, that. Like, yes, I have no hockey. I have no, I'm not a huge hockey guy anyway, although I do enjoy the playoffs. But the Devils are obviously out. Basketball, I mean, the Nets are in, but my God. They might as well be using one of the teams from the from the from the TBT. They have eight guys who aren't playing. I'm surprised they haven't taken you off the the Atlanta Georgia streets and picked you up as a uh, as a pick setting as a pick setting forward. Pick setting, uh, rebounding, power forward. Yes, I, I could definitely go against Dwight. I'm ready to I'm ready to play against Howard. I'm ready. Yeah, I mean they're short Put seven guys. Coach. They're not going anywhere. Put me in, Coach. I mean, they just signed Justin Anderson. Yeah, I know. I mean, baseball, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe when it's – you know me, I don't typically get excited about baseball until, well, around September 1st anyway. Yeah, a little bit later usually. But I think the hard I'm part about baseball bad, is – Well, there's two things – a couple of things about baseball. Number one, the acrimony that we saw has probably turned you and definitely me off, right? The fact that we, yeah. that, that all that nonsense. Number two, it's 60 games. This is not a season. This is a freaking exhibition. Like, and that's where I, I'm coming from is no matter what happens this year, this is not baseball. Baseball is a game of attrition. At the end of the day, that's what baseball is. It's a game of – that's why regular seasons exist, for attrition. 
Because if they didn't, you could have a 40-game basketball season, an NBA season. You could have a, a eight-game NFL season, and you could have a 50- or 60-game hockey season to get yourself into regular – because you know pretty much 90 to 100 games in into a baseball season who who's going to be in the hunt and who's not. And you could do the same in those in, – in the – in the different percentages of other sports. Regular season's a game of attrition. Injuries, play, cycles, up and down, good streaks, bad streaks. When you have 60 games, you don't have that. That's gone. If you're one hot streak away from being in first place, and you're one cold streak against being out of the playoffs for the entire season. A team goes 0-9 yeah. in their first nine games, they might as well not play the next 51 games. Well, it'll also make it, I guess, kind of fun because individual games will matter, which in an 162-game season, to be honest, you're not going to have the dog days of summer to the same degree that you have in the past because every game is going to matter, and that's how they're going. I'm sure they're going to sell it. To the not to the seven fans who are going to actually attend games. Um, how is the home and visit working with baseball? It's just a normal. It's just every, people are still having the home and away games at their at their typical stadium. You're just staying for all intents and purposes within your division to avoid the extra travel. Correct. Well, you're not staying within your division. You're actually playing in the other league too. There's only three divisions. Did I get? Did I miss something, or have I just forgotten this? That's what I. I thought there was only three divisions. I thought they changed the division. Maybe I missed it this year. There was talk of of only three divisions where you would play only in yeah. only in the East, only in the Central, and only in the West, right? And I'm not ever sure if that came to pass. <laughs> I'm really not. I don't remember divisions. 2020, let's look at this, 2020 MLB. Or maybe that's just the interdivision? Uh, hold on. 2020 predictions two days ago. So this should tell me 60 seasons, AL East, AL Central, AL West. No, there's six divisions still. I guess you just play within your own division. You play your own division. So the... So the AL East plays the NL East. And then the AL Central right. plays the Everything NL Central. Stays, right. So there's as little travel as possible. Right. Everything stays within your region, unless you're, unless you're the Minnesota Twins, who always have to travel everywhere. But, yes. So, but at the same time, I, I get that every game counts. I mean, but it's kind of like going back to the All-Star game where this game counts. It's still 60 games, Seth. At the end of the day, it's players are going to win. Let, let's remember, you're going to win the Cy Young with eight wins, maybe. So you're Jacob. De, so you're, you're Jacob Degrom or Felix Hernandez. No, because that's if you go perfect. <laughs> you're going to go eight. No. I mean, pitchers are going to get what? Ten starts. Eleven. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, you're going to have a seven and four Cy Young Award winner, maybe. I mean, well, it, I guess look, it, Sean, looking at it this way, would you rather not have baseball? I don't know. I just don't like shams of the season. And I know in 20 years, nobody's going to look back and say this is a sham of the season. Much the same way that they don't look back in 1981 and say somebody that finished with 22 home runs led the league in home runs. I get that. And, that, and that's a sham. But that happened, right? 22 home runs led the league because they played 110 games. There was no juiced ball. And there was no Barry Bonds. And Tony Armas led the league with 22 home runs. Yes, I know this. And the leading, Actually, I, think I think the think leading. T- I think he was tied with. Uh, he was tied. Was there was like four of them. Gorman Thomas. Gorman yeah, Thomas. Yeah, there were like four and, of them. Yeah. You like me pulling Gorman Thomas out of there? I do. Probably, I think Dave Gorman Tom- and maybe Jim Wright. Gorman Thomas later led the league in home runs with 39 with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, and Tony Armas later led the league in home runs with the Oakland A's with 43. The Oakland A's, yep. Yep. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, every once in a while I pulled stuff out of my butt, too. Uh, <laughs> but Gorman know, Thomas look, was a I good a lot more I like about, that. I know a lot more about baseball history than I do about baseball current. So. That is true. That's true. So, so, all right. So, would I like no baseball or the sixty games? Well, I've already told you I don't think we're going to get through sixty games. So, if we're going to start, assuming and then assuming not, we get through sixty, assuming we get through sixty games, are we getting through the playoffs too? Yes, we're getting through everything. If we're getting through everything, I think I have to I have to root for more sports rather than less. Because that means that there's somewhat normalcy going on. And to bring up my first point of this entire show, that wouldn't suck. Right? That would be something that would not suck about life. But, yeah, I guess. I mean, but I'm not, to your point, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just not. And maybe it's because the pessimist in me, because everybody knows I'm the eternal optimist the pessimist in me coming coming out here and saying, I don't think we're going to have it. But once they get started, look, you you can, we can have this conversation again. And I, I, the Mets can win the world series and I could be jumping for joy and I could say, yeah, this counts just as much as everything else. And you can refer back to this conversation on July 21st saying, you know, you said it was a 60 game season and it shouldn't count. Have at it. Yeah, but I don't think I would. I don't think I would do that though. I would do it to tease you once, but the reality is, this is what we are stuck in a situation that, in many ways, is beyond our control. And well, apparently not because every other because every other country in the world is handling it better than we are. But you get my point. Um. And any version of normalcy is appreciated. And baseball is normalcy. Do I do I think that this could have been handled better by baseball? I mean, duh. <laughs> of course I do. But 
I just look at it as it's better to have something than nothing. At the end of the day, if you if the Mets win win a win a World Series title, as you said, you're not going to look back on it five years from now. Say, man, I wish they played more than sixty games. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, say I wish they played less. <laughs> you're going to say, damn it, we finally won a title. I mean, we won a tie. We won a title. We had a Cy Young winner with a seven and four record, and a home. And Pete Alonso won the home run hitting contest with twelve. Yep, that's what I will say. And you know what? And you'll look back at it and say, "I'm glad they played." Hopefully, there was no there were no major extenuating circumstances after the fact, and we go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, look, I guess you're right. I mean, by the way, if I had to choose one, I'd prefer the Islanders winning a Stanley Cup. Just, just throwing that out there. If I'm, if I'm got, if I'm gonna get a championship, that's the one I want. I don't necessarily want for the Mets. I want the, I, I want the. Islanders. I will say, I get that, but I will say for a guy who's won one championship in 33 years, you're pretty. Can I discriminate? <laughs> you, you, you should well, be got, lucky. Hold on. To be fair, game. to be fair, a guy that has dated as much as I have and is still single, I'm still picky. So, well, because you have terrible taste in teams and terrible taste in women. That may very Alicia, well be. If you're thank you, Alicia. If you're listening, I apologize. Thank you, know thank you so much. Thank you so much <laughs> for the self-esteem friend. boost <laughs> on, on on this call. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to call into Dr. Seth, 760-283-0846, I guarantee you he will pump up your self-esteem like he does mine. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Well, remember, we used to oh, say is that what you're here for? Among other things. We, oh what God. we used to say? We, we used to say, hey, you know a girl who, you know a 5'7 girl who could beat Sean up? Give us a call at 760-283-0846. And Gina Carano, if you are listening, come on over. I'm ready. There you go. Absolutely 100% ready. But, 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 you know, it, you are right in that somewhat normalcy is better than no normalcy. I'm with you on that. And, and as we get more and more into this, and I say this four months in, the the world, and I say in general the world because I, it will be the world, has to get used to the repercussions of what's going to happen from the past four months. And by what I mean is, if the NFL is playing in in November and December and September, Seth, you understand that will be the only live, the only new television you'll be watching. You understand that, right? Because all yeah. the all the shows have not been producing the last four months. So all those shows that start again supposedly in September with new seasons are they're not going to happen. Like it, it doesn't suddenly poof. Nope. We have new shows. Like those shows have been have been shut down for the last four months, like everything else. So you're you and I have talked about this, that the U S open is going to have the greatest ratings of any tennis match in the history of tennis matches. I think they may get the best sports rating of the year. 
if there's no other sports. Like, they may beat the Super Bowl. Because it's the only, the difference between the Super Bowl and U.S. Open Tennis is U.S. Open Tennis will be on, in September, the only thing new on TV. <laughs> Period. There you go. You may have EPL soccer. I may become a soccer fan. I may have to go buy a soccer jersey. I mean, and and Seth, I'm going to rely on you to tell me the worst situation in soccer for ownership because that will go along with the Mets, the Knicks, and the old Islanders. So I have to root for the team that has the worst. They may not be the worst team, but definitely the worst ownership. I have to continue my uh, my my run of bad ownerships on my teams. So give it a thought. Whoever the worst owner, it's got to be Malcolm Glazer, right? I mean, I got I got to think he's up there. No, he has, he owned Manchester United. Absolutely not. not. No, the team the team can be good, but the ownership has to be bad. You're gonna put Glazer above a Dolan? Or are you just talking the NFL? I no, something. I'm talking about I need an e, I need an EPL team with bad ownership. Oh, okay. There's a bunch. Newcastle. Okay. So, okay. It's well, named I, after a I beer. need to get that should work for you. What's that? I said Newcastle. Newcastle named beer? after a beer, and they, and they have Great. the worst ownership in in baseball or in soccer. Excuse me. Right. Great. So I'll get myself a jersey, and I'll keep the run going of bad ownerships for my teams. That's exactly what will be. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah. 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 Are they any good, by the way? Uh, mediocre. Okay. I, I can take it as long as that. That's what I want. I can't, I can't, I can't be a fan of a team that's being relegated. I already had the They're Islanders for a while basically being relegated. I had the Jets for a while being relegated. I had the Knicks for a while being relegated. And I had the Mets for a while being relegated. I can't go through another relegation. I'm good. I'm good with relegation. They're not being relegated. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, all right. So, we're going to wrap up here. Um, Do you have any final words, my friend? Nope, I'm good. Just it was great seeing you this weekend. Otherwise, I'm good. That's what I was going to say. It was great seeing you as well. People, we'll be back. It seems like we have another month, uh, at least another couple of weeks of blog talk. So we'll be on blog talk next week. For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, back sportspage.com, blog talk radio, Seth and Sean Sports Radio. Stay, what is it, stay optimistic, my friends? I think that's where we have to be. Stay optimistic. Don't We're all worry. together. Be happy. Be happy. All right, Bobby McFerrin Bobby McFerrin said it best. Seth, go have a beer. I'm going to have a cider. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great week, everybody. Have a good one.